and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Maniacs podcast. Bob Ryan, fresh off his trip to Byron, Maine, ladies and gentlemen. By, there are two people. Now, there's there's one other person I know, not from Maine, that actually knows what Byron, Maine is, and that's Bob Ryan. So, Bob, <laughs> I'm glad you're back. You were in my home country, and I'm glad you had a great vacation. You did have a great Everything went great up there, yep. Good old great. Rangeley, Maine. Byron, Maine, terrific. Uh, anyways, we are driven by Bet Online. Continue the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And also, we are brought by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens. Feel better, folks. All right, Bob, let's get to it. Uh, Rob Williams is hurt. Shocking. Where have yeah. we heard this before? He's going to have the new scope. It's not It's not catastrophic because he's going to miss the preseason at the beginning of the season. He should be okay. But you just got to wonder. I mean, are we ever going to see this guy have a healthy season? All we talk about is – not all we talk about. The, the, the number one thing that we talk about in, during the season is Rob Williams He's great when you have him on the floor. You got to keep him on the floor, and keeping him on the floor is really problematic. This was a—I was very upset with this. You know, I thought, you know, uh, that they were there wasn't—you know—he was going to start the season anyway. Here's the here's the numbers, Garrett, uh, on on Rob Williams. In last, he's played four years in the NBA. In his first season, he played 32 games. Then he played 29 games. Third season, 52, and last year a career high 61. He's been available for 174 of a, of a potential 328 games. And you can see the vast difference when he's on the floor. They are, they are a totally different team. I mean, at both ends. Obviously, the defensive end is obvious. But his offensive, uh, on uh, you know, the lob, he's always a target. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's dangerous. He's a, he's a dangerous player for the, against the other team. And, and he can run. And he can run. He's, he's a tremendous athlete. He's the kind of player that we, quote unquote, Boston has has lacked throughout the last twenty years. That other teams have gotten those kind of centers. So, you know, we haven't we haven't had that kind of guy, and and now, now we got our own. And and um, when he's out there, this is disappointing. You know, four to six weeks. Well, the season opener is October eighteenth. That is four weeks plus. That's all. So definitely, he's going to miss. I, I, you know, not, he may he may make it, but I wouldn't count on it. Well, I, there's no reason to rush him. No, they're saying a four or six to make it to six, but it's just so disappointing. And the fact is that there's no replacement suitable. They'll go small. Al Horford will have to move to the five, which you know against some teams is okay, some other teams it isn't. If it matters that much, because we're in an era now where the old nomenclature doesn't matter. It's all about. Brad Stevens told us two years ago, it's about bigs, wings, and ball handlers. That's right. that's the NBA now. Bigs, wigs, and ball handlers. So the old, but still, it's a. It's he's Al is best suited in in, in as a wing, as a as a four. And um, Luke Cornett, I don't know. They're going to go out. And, I don't think they're going to worry about getting somebody if they're going to get them back. No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, they're going to make do. And if they get the right matchups, you know, you, you, they'll they'll keep their head above water. But but it's it's disappointing and it's scary. I mean, when is he ever going to be healthy? I mean, I don't know. Well, we don't know. And right now he has the label of being injury prone and fair or unfair. It's accurate. 
you know, I, I feel bad labeling players that are injury prone because it's not like they're doing it on purpose. Oh no. God, it's, just, it's just, it's just the way it is now to me, Bob, and let's talk about the difference in the Celtics when he's on or off the floor, because to me, I think he's the key to winning a championship. Now, when you talk about not making the deal for Durant and you have Jalen Brown here, I think this year is going to be more difficult because teams are going to be healthier. We all know it's hard to get back to the finals. We all know it's hard to repeat. When Williams is on the floor, I think this team can beat anybody. I think they can beat anybody because the ball moves. He runs. He's a blo- he's an intimidator. He can block shots. The game changes completely. Oh. I've never seen anything like it completely. So I think he's that important. So let's break it down. What do you see from the Celtics when he's on the floor? Well, you know, you, you see a team that can play a, a type of defense that, that knows that it's got help in the back, you know, and for sure. And, and they're, they're, I'm sure they play with a certain kind of confidence of, uh, that they don't have when he's not there. And, you know, and as I said, an offense is always, a, is always a threat, a target for that blob. And, you know, he's, he's not a great offensive player, but, but he's a threat in that regard. And, and it changes things. And absolutely. No, they're different. You're right. They're, they're very, very different and, and a lesser team when he's not there. And you know, I think now, pace is a big deal with, I think to me, what I've seen, and maybe it's just in my head because I'm such a Rob Williams fan. To me, they seem a step quicker when he's out there. I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I can't. I can't say you're right or you're wrong. I, I at all. I, I, that's your observation. That's fine. Um, I just know they're better. I just know we all know that it's it is the vast difference when he's there and he's not there. And um, and you know, he, you can say he's the key. Well, of course, you know, if they were to lose Tatum, that would or oh well, Tatum, obviously. No, I'm Tatum saying, but but they they need all their components. They had it all going. Whatever that moment was in January when they hit and they had their come to Jesus moment and they started playing basketball to the point where they were the most successful team in the league from then to the start of the end of the season in terms of wins and losses. They didn't win the championship because they didn't win the final series against the best team in the league. Okay, fine. But no team was more successful overall night in and night out than they were from January on. And and he was a major vital part of that. And, uh, you know, so they got to have him. So, I mean, it, it's it's not a catastrophe and uh if he's if he if in fact he's back in six weeks and he's healthy but the thing is you're always worried about when well it's always something though it's turf toe or this or that and i mean nagging injuries i mean again not catastrophic but something that always takes him out of the mix oh that's it so that that was the first dose of bad news you know uh, well the second dose actually the first dose was gallinari now we hardly knew yet we never had yet and we're you know but it was we were all enthused about the possibilities that he brought, you know, and they're no longer there. So that's that. And and we we're wondering if they were going to go out and find somebody and even quote in the name of Carmelo Anthony. And, and but uh, they still haven't uh, definitively said whether they're going to do out and try to get somebody in that regard. But that was the first dose of bad news. And now here's a, a more bigger dose of bad news. So um, it's unfortunately, um, you know, that that's where we are. Yeah. Bob, if, if this guy is healthy for the next 10 years, oh. where does he end up? How do you envision him? What well, I, I, well he, I don't know whether he's going to develop how much of, a, of an individual offensive game. Would you ever say, I mean, right now, you're not throwing the ball into him and asking him to score very often. No. You know? then, then again, the league, the way the game is being played now, there aren't that many 
bigs that are back the, to the basket and getting a pass and ask the, to score. That's just not the way the game's played anymore, with much to my regret, of course. Um, so, but but uh, he's he's going to have accumulated experience. He's, he's intelligent, first of all, we know that, and, and he's going to accumulate experience. He's going to he's going to have book on opponents. He's going to you know he's going to have uh, uh, institutional knowledge. He's gonna, you know, just, there's no reason why he's old. What is he? Twenty four. This is yeah, he's young. You know, and, and so the, you know, this is the thing as a group. You know, they're, they're, all the key players the, uh, are are still. You know, well, twenty-seven and under. I think that's what's uh, smart is now. But my God, you know, they're they're they're, they're still well, probably the peak of Smart's career. But the other ones, the others are still have possibilities of getting better, and they should get better. So yeah, then we're in good shape in that regard. If you, if they stay in in this uniform, because we all know that it's a volatile world with regard to comings and goings, and much different than it was in the old days. And you know, you 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 can't project. Uh, five years of who's going to be in uniform, you know, when free agencies come up and things happen and, or guys started wowing their sabers, you know, now guys, guys can, you know, which we see, you know, how many, I don't know if we're going to have a, a, an endless succession of Hardens and Durant's and, and, and Irving's and people that are, you know, able to, to try to get their way in and out of places. But, you know, in a sense, we've seen a little bit of it. Um, Donovan Mitchell made himself kind of a poison pill in, sure. in, in Utah and, and, uh, and so that's the way of the world. But so you can't project too far down the road. You, it's wise as a fan to keep your sights in the present, <laughs> you know, and, and, and enjoy what you got when you got it. <laughs> uh, a fan of the show and a big fan of Bob Ryan, uh, nice guy, Alejandro, approached me the other day and he watches the podcast, listens to the podcast, watches the, the Zoom. Um, Boogie Cousins. Your thoughts on that? Because uh, they say this guy's in, is in incredible shape now, and that he's not going to be on the market long. You know, there was a time somewhere along the way when I flipped—not flipped, but I, I, I began to give him more the benefit of the doubt. And and I remember saying a couple of years ago, I'd go pick him up at the airport. I'd take a shot. I would. And and, and, and be, yeah, but there was a time when you never think about that. But I would think about that. Uh, I think he's at the point where uh, if he's got something left. Uh, he's older than you think, you know, I mean, people forget how long, you know, he was the same draft as John Wall, I believe. And, and, and they were, uh, and, and. Oh, he's been around. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind uh, kicking those tires, frankly. No, I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. I do. I definitely take a look at it. I definitely take a look at it. Uh, okay. We'll continue in a moment. Our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's, or excuse me, this season's NFL odds. Check out and see how your team's doing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Really easy to get started. Go to the website today or use your mobile device. And when you sign up, use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Deposit, excuse me. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, guys. Um, Bob, you reminded me that uh, 50 years ago, perhaps it's the greatest Celtic team ever. Hard I don't to, know. The best, team, the best team that didn't win in Celtic history were the 72-73 Celtics. And remain, in my mind, among the top maybe three teams in the history of the, of the, of the, of the, of the franchise. And because Hondo got hurt, right? Well, and John Havlicek got hurt in game three of the of the Eastern Conference Finals. But what happened is that here's a team was on the move. 
uh, the, the, after Russell retired, the first year was a, obviously a shaky transition year with a new coach and, and, with, and adjusting to life without Bill Russell and Sam Jones. And they won, and were led by John Havlicek still at the peak of his career, uh, led the team in scoring rebounds and assists, by the way, in the 69-70 season. Um, then comes Dave Cowens. And that was the beginning of the turnaround. They draft Cowens in 70. They win 44 games. They do not make it back to the playoffs. Then in 71, 72, they win 56 games. They make it to the playoffs. They're beaten by the Knicks in five, humbled a little bit. They're, the guy they can't handle is Dave DeBusher. He's killing them. Uh, Satch is at the end of his career, and they don't have a power forward. And here comes Paul Silas. Right. And how they got Paul Silas, of course, was part of the hour back uh, savvy. Uh, back in the 70 draft, uh, with, when the ABA was still flourishing, uh, the Celtics in the seventh round, took Charlie Scott from the University of North Carolina, even though he had already signed a contract to play in the ABA, just to have his rights. Well, guess what? In the seven, at the end of the 71-72 season, near the end, Charlie Scott jumps back to the NBA. Uh, 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 and, and Charlie, yeah, Charlie Scott jumps right from, from the Virginia Squires, and the uh, Phoenix Suns are making a Google eyes at Charlie Scott. They want Charlie Scott. Well, guess who has the rights to Charlie Scott? Arnold Red Auerbach. And guess what Phoenix has that, that Boston can use? Well, they have a six foot seven power forward, 29 years old, named Paul Silas, who was just coming off his career year, having lost 30 or 35 pounds uh, from the year before and transforming himself from a big, bulking, thuggy, thuggy kind of guy to a guy who could actually get up and down the floor and still maintain his, his other skills. He's the missing link. And he and Cowan hit it off beautifully. And that team goes off. They win their first 10 games and, and the, 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 and off and running, they win 68 games. It was a, a magnificent season. The, they ran. Oh my God. Yeah. Cowan's was on his way to be an MVP. Uh, it's, 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 it's an idyllic season. And uh, it, it was a fun year, but I can't believe I just had reminded myself this week. Oh my God, it's 50 years from that, from that team, but that team should be remembered. And of course, what happened was they got in the uh, Eastern Conference fi- Finals against the Knicks, and in Game Three, John Havlicek gets caught in a pick between the Busher and Bill Bradley, and it hurts his right shoulder. Ooh. And he they go to New York for Game Four. It's one of the most interesting, famous games in the history of, the, of their playoff uh, history. They are beating the Knicks by 16 points entering the fourth quarter without Havlicek, and the Knicks make a big, 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 big comeback thoroughly aided and abetted by the officials, Jack Madden and Jake O'Donnell. And it it was the most criminal, uh, ridiculous uh, uh, sixth and seventh man thing that you you could ever see. Not just my opinion, Jack Kaiser of the Philadelphia Daily News labeled this game, quote, the rape of Madison Square. And and so uh, he was sticking up for the Celtics. They lose in overtime, double overtime, and game four, and uh, go down three to one. Game five is in Boston. Havlicek is going to play now with basically with one arm. He's playing left-handed for the most part. He scores 18 points, and they win the game. Silas has a big rebound game. And and uh, then they go to New York, and they win game six, and they come back, and and Havlicek is now – he's only got – he's not he's lesser. He's not doing so well. But they play, pull it out, come home. They had never lost the seventh game at that point in their history. And we were – all brimming with confidence. Well, Havlicek comes off the bench 
And as soon as he comes in the game, they swarm all over him. They attack him. They're not going to let John Havlicek beat him with one arm. And he starts turning it over. And, and you know, at a career game, the career game, and any Nick fan who will know the verify this, Dean Meminger. Who? Dean the Dream. Dean the Dream Meminger had a career game that, that Sunday afternoon in Boston. The Knicks win the game and, and go on and, and beat the Lakers and win the championship. Now, the thing about this that it was doubly frustrating for, for Heinsohn and the Celtics was that had they beaten the Knicks, they swept the Lakers in the regular season. Uh, they destroyed them. Cowens averaged 31 points and 19 rebounds a game against the Lakers. Wilt was in his final year, Chamberlain, and he had lost all lateral mobility. And Cowens just ran by him and around him. And, you know, it was, and he couldn't go out and guard him because Dave could shoot from the outside too. You know, that's one thing great about Dave was he could play inside or outside. Yeah. And, and he, he destroyed uh, Wilt. And uh, they would have beaten him. They would have won that championship. But that's the great what if, if, if Havlicek's shoulder, you know, when it was, uh, doesn't get hurt and, and they, they don't get hurt. But that team, I'm telling you, you want to see a team run? Oh, my God. Could they run? What I remember about Silas is, I think in 1975, didn't he lead the league in offensive rebounding? Well, I'm sure he was the premier offensive rebounder in the NBA in, this, in those in those years, and he was a he was a, a master of offensive rebounding, uh, and and he he was an all defensive type league player. Um, he had sneaky little offense. I used to, you know, uh, he had uh, nice little inside moves, and he had a little tippy toe set shot that every, that that he, he could he could make at times, you know. I mean, one time I used to kid him about it, and and he, I think he made like seven in a row in one stretch, you know, with his little tippy toe the jump shot. And uh, but Paul Silas was much more than just a player; he was the I call him the conscience of that team. He 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 is a man's man type guy of, of a, a locker room thorough presence. One of my all time favorite people. I I I became very friendly with Paul Silas, personal friend. It, it, it was a privilege to know him, and you know he went and he wound up being. Playing in two, his four years with the Celtics, they won two championships and they won uh, 60 games in 1974 75 and, and 56 in, in 1975 76 when they won a championship. Uh, he went to the, he was absolutely, you know, a critical part of, of them, of, of that era. And another limb of the Red Arback coaching tree. Yes, right. One of the many, 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 many uh, coaches and that have come out of Red Hour back, absolutely. Uh, and you know, but one of them is, it, it, it didn't end the way it should have ended here. Uh, he, he, they didn't want to pay him what he wanted, and uh, after seventy five, seventy six, and um, he wound up getting traded to Denver, and and uh, of course that's how we got Rowe. That's how we got Wicks and Rowe. Yeah, we don't. We that, forget about a, those years. We don't remember. It's a whole other. It's a whole other era. And of course, oh, that, led Cowens, Wicks, Curtis that, that oh. led to Cowens. That led to Cowens doing his famous sabbatical. Yeah. So distraught, losing count, and, and he just wasn't ready to court. I couldn't, not ready to play, and all that. But anyway, fifty years. I mean, it, it, it's sobering for me to think about that. But uh, that was one. Of the, that was it. Was a pure joy covering that team and, and watching. Charlie Scott ended up back with the Celtics for Paul Westfall. That's exactly right. Charlie became a Celtic and, 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 you know, got a ring in 1976. And the thing that I always remember about Charlie, he came up big in all, there were all three six game series they won. And in each of the six games, Charlie had a big game. Charlie had a big six game. And here's the story behind the story on, on, on the uh, game six in 19, uh, in the finals game five was the famous triple overtime game. Sure. 
Garhart. You know, historic game, one of the great games in NBA history. And Trowley had fouled out in, in, a, in very minimal minutes of, you know, like 25 or so, you know, he fouled out. He was, he, he was terrible. And after the game, um, Red told him, go get your rest. You're going to be important on Sunday. Remember the game, that game was on Friday night. Yeah. The turnaround Sunday, like 12 noon Phoenix time, you know, or, or, uh, uh, on Sunday. He said, you're going to be important on Sunday. You get you, you know, you, 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 we're going to count on you. And Charlie came up big, had like 25 points in that, in that uh, six game. So he's, he, he served his purpose here. Okay. Another Bill Russell moment as they continue to celebrate his life. Your thoughts when you heard that number six was going to be put on the floor. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I knew they were going to do something. And they were, they, I, I, first of all, opening night's going to be a ceremony of some sort. And they, they're going to be, they said that they were going to be honoring him in some way or fashion continually throughout the year. Well, they're, they're going to put number six on the foul lane in, uh, in uh, Boston. That's cool. I'm saying nobody's ever done anything like that uh, that I know of. And that's, that's, that's really cool. I'm, this is all, you know, pot belated. Now it's posthumous, but. It, even if you, it's it's all you know. Trying to make up I, I, these for uh, that something that can never be fully redressed is how Boston didn't officially officially appreciate him enough in his. Tenure. What I think is amazing about look, we all know about his career on the floor and how he was the consummate teammate, terrific coach, very bright, knew the game sacrificed individual statistics for the greater good, and they won 11 championships. But what I think is the impact he had on the players today, when he started to become more visible, because, Bob, we've talked about it before. You know, he we had the event at the Garden. He did it for his daughter and her charitable organization. Right. They officially retired the number. Right. And you want to talk about a who's who. I mean, we were both there. I mean, a who's who was at that, my God everybody and anybody who i mean nba royalty and you know showed up for that sure, sure. um but the way that he impacted the players later when you would see him on the sideline at these games and lebron would talk to him and different plays steph would talk to him and you know he really became a mentor yep. to or, to today's nba player which i always found very impressive because i think there was a feeling i don't know if i want to use the word recluse Recluse may not be the right word, but I mean, you know, Russ could turn it on when he wanted to. We talked oh. about that. But the fact that he was very public later in life, uh, I think meant a lot to this league and to the players. I think that's a very good point. And uh, they, I, someone I was, I was quoted on, you know, in the time, in the aftermath of his, immediate aftermath of his death, as saying the cool thing is being getting the Bill Russell trophy presented to you by Bill Russell at the uh in the in the finals sure you know? i mean maybe it was lebron someone said that you know and um you're right i'm glad that there's an appreciation that has you know that has now been instilled on on the on, on the modern generation to understand how how incredibly important uh you know and and and, and just noble and, and i mean the completely great bill russell was and 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 the, the league and 
So while, uh, you know, you've got the J.J. Reddick's talking about the league, the playing against plumbers and firemen, uh, you know, where these guys are, are getting this, sent the real scoop on what it was like. Who oh, these, sure. I mean, look, no, I'm saying I'm just I, I can't I'm, I can't help taking a cheap shot at J.J. I'm well, sorry. it's ridiculous. Maybe maybe another year or two. I'll stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, but it's just I'll ridiculous. find a way to get it in most of the time. Yeah, but, I mean, look, but you make a great point, And I, I'm happy about that. The, 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 and you're right about his personality. I, I, I was witness to this. Uh, I, you know, I had a, a little acquaintanceship with, with, with him and, and uh, nobody could turn on the charm better than Bill Russell. And you could turn needed it, I mean, but he could turn it on. It's like a faucet, you know, nobody could, could be more chilling <laughs> with a stare than Bill Russell. Either, oh, you know? sure. So, you know, but he was, that, he's a complex human being. And, and I, I quoted the, the, the great quote that uh, you, you hang your hat on with him about how he ran his life and, and, and his daily life. And it says, my citizenship is not a, not a gift. It's a birthright. And, and that's the way he, that, that was the approach that he took to every day in his life. You know, I'm, you know, I don't, I, I don't have to beg you, ask you for, I shouldn't be asking you for anything in, in terms of my citizenship and my rights and, and, and where I can go and what I can do and who I can, you know, well, that, that I don't heard, I never heard anybody else that summed up the concept of, of, you know, human dignity and, and, and then better than that, you know, and, and uh, that was that was Bill Russell. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview fast and free. What I love most about LinkedIn is their range. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash scribe. That's LinkedIn.com slash scribe to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And you know how I feel. I think six should just be retired permanently. I don't think anybody. Well, I've been, I've been waiting. Been waiting for LeBron to do the right thing, you know, and 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 he's the he's the one, you know. He's right the now. one. There's and a handful be... of them, but I'm waiting for LeBron to do the right thing. I'm I'm hoping that he will, and and uh, that would really be cool. And if he can't, why he couldn't understand, it would you know, it would elevate him in people's eyes. You know? Oh, it would. It's and, the and right well, thing to do. I hope he does do it. By the way, I haven't. Have you read it yet? I haven't read it yet, but I'm curious. Uh, the Sports Illustrated story that's out about LeBron and Bronny and right and his, his two boys. And and the whole idea, you know, ab- about him wanting to play with LeBron. I have not seen it. Well, I want to. I got to read it too. But I did see this, in the quote. He's doubling. He's not doubling down. He's tripling down. About this is something he really wants to do. And he's saying, I don't care. I don't give a you know what what anybody thinks about this idea. You know, so it's going to be interesting. And the thing is, it's not whether he can hang on. It's whether the kid, kid is good enough. You know. Well, I mean, listen, how's... I try to, Bob, I try to refrain from second guessing other parents. 
You know, I really do. Like I've, I, you know, you, we better, we hear parents talk about this and you should do this with that. Yeah. Okay. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, the only, and the only thing I will say is, and, and I started somewhere with doc and his kid. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on the kid. It puts, oh. a, puts a ton of pressure on the kid. It does. And, you know, I mean, and apparently, and I'll know our friend, Jeff, our, our partner, our colleague, Jeff says the kids, a, you know, seems like a good kid. You know, he's handled this as well as you could possibly. And he's you know, a good I mean, player. He's a he's good, good player. He's a top 50, high, top 40, 45, 50, apparently, player. Right. And, and, you know, well, that's that's tremendous. I mean, but it does. But that's a long way from being a top 10 or being, or being a, a year away from the NBA or two years away from yeah. the NBA. You know, so I, I you're right. This is unfair to the kid. And, and I wish LeBron would understand that. But oh, well. You know, I mean, but I, I, but it, he, he, he's doubling down. It is, and it's, you know, it's a wonderful concept. Uh, obviously, if you can pull it off, ask the Griffiths. They know what it feels like, you know. Oh, sure. And and, and, uh, and and uh, who else? Oh, oh, um, Tim Raines. He got to do it too. This, right. And and uh, of course, the house of the all-time champion because. Oh right. Yeah. That, yeah. that was, you know, I mean, in terms of, you know, yeah, uh, that, that that the house. Well, was, I mean, the house almost became like a. It was kind of like a traveling circus. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, hey, yeah. come see the, you know, the old man yeah. and the two kids. Da, 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 da. You know, but, I mean, but, but no one's like of. 60 years old playing for the Houston Arrows, you know. I know. But, you know, what the Griffiths did, hitting home runs, you know, back to back is just. Oh, what's better than that? You know, stop that. But anyway, I, I'm going to, I'm just recommending, you know, pick it up and read it. Um, I got it. I, I, I it it, yeah. uh, all right, Bob, as we wrap it up, uh, Draymond Green has called yes. out the owners and he wants them to take a vote about kicking out Robert Sharver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns who's been suspended for verbal abuse in the office, uh, racial remarks, sexist remarks. But just being basically a, a, a real asshole. Um, and he wants the owners to take a vote. Is there enough pressure or can the players put on enough pressure that the owners will do this? I'm borrowing this. I'm not going to claim this is an original thought. I'm going to give full credit, you know, here. Uh, when I was watching PTI uh, last week and Michael Wilbon made it out of his opinion was, was that the only way that you're going to get them out is if there is a massive player. Players are the are the only avenue. Right. It won't be the owners taking the, the the initiative themselves. Now remember, how a guy gets into the league is you have to be approved by the other owners. That's right. the way. So now the reverse, we don't, we've never had happen. Would they voted someone off the island? You know, I mean, uh, Adam Silver was able to get rid of Sterling because they had evidence that you know, of course, they had video and they had audio evidence, sure. and it was odious. And but they. That's the only way. I doubt it'll ever happen. I don't now, and maybe Sarver will come around. But, but, but anyway, folks, just to, if you, if I said a player is going to come out and take a start, a, a, a firm stand in this regard, would it? How, how how many guesses would you have needed before you would have arrived at Draymond Green? Oh, sure. Well, right. right. I mean, so I mean, I'm yeah. That's just so classically, you know. And by the way, I agree with him. You know, of but, course. I mean, the and, guy should not be a, he should not be an owner in the league. It's a point well taken. But I will, and again, this is not an original thought coming from me either. But I, I believe I heard it. We discussed it a lot during the NFL. You know, owners have skeletons in the closet too. Yeah, that's 
right? So <laughs> why this guy, Charvet, he's obviously not shy, and he is who he is uh, to a fault. But other owners are going to say, well, <laughs> wait a minute here. I don't want somebody digging into my past right, exactly. coming after me. That's an assumption I think we're, we're fair in making, that, that there has to, the odds are that, that there's plenty of, a, a certain percentage of the owners, uh, 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 that's their sta- that would be their stance. Oh, my yeah. God, I don't, I don't want to open this can of worms. No, I don't want to deal with right. it. Right, and another thing is sometimes owners, uh, you know, your former colleague Ron Borges often quoted uh, Tech Shram, you mm-hmm. know, owners are the ranchers, players are the cattle. That's the way he referred to football players. You oh, know, that that was like the mentality of the 70s. Well, who, who, where did the quote come up uh, during one of the negotiations of, of sporting in our recent times about the inmates running the asylum thing? You right. know, that, someone made that analogy. And uh, oh, no, they, you know, they, they're the billionaires. They're, they, you they, know, they, the owner's going to say, wait a minute, we're the owners. You know, some guys will say, I mean, this, this guy shouldn't be in the league. I mean, he just should no. not be in the league. Meanwhile, they're going to go the player. Look, you guys aren't owners. You know, we run the ship, and some—that's the way some guys will. And meanwhile, the NFL's got their own loose end that's been dangling out there for, for a few years now. You know, in in, in our nation's capital. They, oh, that they, got, they got their oh issue. My God. They, can't, they can't resolve. They haven't been able to resolve. Uh, this is unfortunate, but um, but I think the answer to your question is the only and and the the only possible way to embarrass him enough is if there's a massive player uh, revolt. And uh, yeah, so. We'll All right, Robert, anything else on your mind, kid? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm just, uh, I'm still a little bit upset, not upset, but, you know, disappointed to hear about Robert Williams. Other than that, uh, no, I'm fine. And, uh, um, you know, well, I want to tell you, are... I, I, I'm looking forward. I'm going to, uh, you know, tonight, uh, as we speak, it's uh, Wednesday the 21st, and I'm going to go to the uh, garden tonight for the ABCD Hoop Dreams. Oh, which, good. Uh, which was uh, uh, an idea that came out of the fertile mind of Mr. Glenn Doc Rivers in, uh, back in 2011. And this is our annual uh, night, uh, affair, the fundraiser for ABCD. Brad Stevens will be joining me there. And um, and the, the these lucky uh, uh, guys and girls uh, will be playing for their company teams in the fun little you know, you know, round robin tournament uh, at the garden tonight. So, uh, and if you've got a friend, uh, you know, uh, somebody on that, you want to come cheer for, come, come on out. Uh, or support ABCD if you're looking at this um, uh, podcast or listening to this podcast or Zoom later on. Bob, I will just wrap up by saying this. Uh, before you know it, basketballs will be flying. There will be training camps will be opening. And when we discuss doing this podcast in the summer, I think the idea is what will we talk about? We we didn't have a problem. Oh, no. You know why? Because it's true. All sports. There's only two seasons. You're playing games or you're not playing games. And when you're not playing games, there there has become as much conversation that we can have as when you're playing games. There's the, you can we, we have we have become a 12. There's no such thing as off season. And, no. And, and and that's. So that's that's a fact. It's just you're not playing games, but there's still always something to talk about. But if you're by a- the way, that's congratulations to Spain for winning the Euro basket. And 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 Willie, will we, we hardly know you, Hernan Gomez being the MVP. <laughs> okay. uh, only knowledge that can be dropped by Bob Ryan. And uh, yes, the 12 month season now it sucks for sports. It sucks for the beat guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I never had to live through that one. I used no, to. No, you did vacation. not. I used to take vacation. <laughs> uh, all right, Bob. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. And okay, we'll get him back.